and and I, I got sold into this idea of the corporate American dream that was not really for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back and reset to see what it is that I wanted to do with my career. Right. Yeah. So, um, and, cause I, I listened to the, the college, um, you know, those career counselors that say, Hey, go into this career. Cause you're going to make good money. Mm-hmm. Listen to my parents who said, go into this, get this degree. You're going to achieve the American dream. And that's going to be your happiness. But, and then I looked at the executives that were above me. They were not happy. They, yeah. they had messed up yeah, yeah, yeah. relationships mm-hmm. and drinking. And so I was like, so I was like, all right, so this is not for me. So what, what is, what is for me? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always tell young people like, Hey, do what you love, love what you do. Don't chase the money. Let the money chase you. That's right. There it is. And what I mean by that is when you do what you, what you love with a passion and with a, with a joy, um, the money will show up. Same business, different day. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Same Business, Different Day podcast. I am your host, Zeke Corley, here at the Film Hub in Vista, California. And um, I think that heat wave is finally kind of just... I, I know you guys been hearing me talk about it for the past couple of weeks, but I think the heat wave is finally going away a little bit. And that's so I'm we're so thankful about that. Now, I'm also thankful that I've got my guest co-host here today, Miss Ty Roberts. She came back from Texas. Uh, she just got back. Her voice, her, her voice is now back. You guys almost beat Alabama. Almost. How was the game, though? Oh, amazing. Go Horns. Go Horns. Go horns. <laughs> That's what's up. I think you guys beat them next time. I think them, so. I, I think, think so. They, they should yeah, be scared. You on the hills. You mm-hmm. on the hills. I also want to uh, be so thankful that I've got uh, our guest here today. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to see you, man. I'm really glad that you made it. So, um, you know, I, I would introduce you as a number of things, but let's just say, <laughs> let's just say, let's just say one of the kings. Let's just say one of the kings. I, I appreciate that, yes, sir. sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm really thrilled to have you here, man. And so we want to welcome King Terrell Simmons. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. Different day podcast. Let's do it. So, we, like I was telling you earlier, we're just gonna walk through this journey with you. Okay. Right? And we're gonna start from the beginning. We're going to start really from the beginning and then we're going to take this journey and and we're going to help people kind of get a a good understanding of you and the decisions that you made. And maybe you'll give us a little insight on why you made those decisions and all of that. But I think that that helps. I think that helps, uh, you know, the youth as well. So that's what we're here for. That's what this show is all about. I love it. I love it. Well, once upon a time, not long ago. From Washington DC, so I always tell people, um, born in New York, raised in DC, so okay. East Coast thickens in for my 
formal years. Um, I grew up in D.C. when it was Chocolate City. I don't yes, know if you've been yes, in D.C. Like, it was like, oh, every every flavor of black out in Chocolate City. You got the Africans, Jamaicans, Dominicans. And I, I grew up in a, a, a hood, a little hood that had all of us, you know, stacked in these high rises. Mm-hmm. And you get to learn all these different cultures okay. um, where I grew up at. So. Mm-hmm. So it was more like a learning experience for you then. I mean, I mean, how, how did it feel? How how was the culture there? How, I mean, obviously you're learning from numerous cultures, but mm-hmm. at the same time, um, did you feel seen? Did you feel welcomed and yeah, comfortable? That's a great question. Um, I, I would say for me, so let me the the, the younger part of my years. So my my biological dad. I didn't really know my biological dad like okay. that. Um, was in Rochester, New York. He was in and out of jail, so didn't really get to know the man. Okay, but about the time my mom had uh, moved to DC, that's when she met my uh, who I call my dad now, yes, sir. and he is Nigerian from Nigerian culture. So wow. here I am as a kid. Uh, I, I I I I was born Black American, but raised in Nigerian culture and weaving in and out of the Nigerian culture I was raised in and black American culture, it, 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 there's some dynamics you get to learn how you navigate the world. And then also once you go into school, um, and, and you mix that with, you know, white American culture, right. There's some dynamics. Then I had to learn in in, in that as well. Right. So let's just say, you know, my, I was a little knucklehead growing up. I was okay. Just, okay. Knucklehead. okay. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. At least you so, admit it. Yeah, yeah. I was a knucklehead growing up. So, like, I, you know, I, I it took me a while to have a relationship uh, and respect with my my stepdad to to respect and understand him. So I would often go to the streets to learn what it was to be like to be a man. All you right. Know? So thinking to little melting pot knucklehead you. Mm-hmm. What did you want to be when you grew up? Because, you know. Ooh, I, this is funny. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to be Michael Jackson. Of course. <laughs> That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Y- y'all yeah. remember um, Moonwalk? That, that, that. Moonwalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. That, 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 that video changed my life. I was hey, practicing the moves. All these videos changed people's lives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember when you used to have to rush them because you wasn't on DVR back yeah, then, right? Yeah, we couldn't record anything. <laughs> right. You had to be there. Yeah, the rush. It was like. Hey, a new Michael Jackson video comes out eight o'clock tonight. Uh-huh. Prime time, right? right. A prime time. Back to the MTV was MTV, right? right. It was about right. music, right. Television. music television. And yeah. Yeah. There, there you go. BET. Uh, uh, what was it? BET the basement and one hundred six oh, yeah. and one hundred six. The original with uh, what's what's Big the name? Nah, nah, 106 Apart with Free and AJ. And AJ. Free. That was the best. That was the best. No. I may have seen a little of that. Yeah, yeah. No, the basement was Big Ticket, right? The basement was Big Ticket. Yep. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And he's from D.C., I think. He is from D.C. He is he in uh, Atlanta now, so and he yeah. used to be all over the radio. He was a big radio guy. He was guy. a big mm-hmm. radio guy uh-huh. uh, at the time. So, mm-hmm. so you know, all that had an influence. He wanted to be Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to be that. Michael Jackson. I, I wanted it. to be I Michael Jackson. Uh, and, and so it was to the point, like... Um, when we go to the family barbecues and cookout, if I go up to New York or South Carolina, where the, my family 
seems to go and retire for whatever reason. Oh, okay. South Carolina. it's pretty. There's yeah. an island, uh, mm-hmm. and it's cost of living. It's cost less of living's good. Yeah, you know, okay. I, I, you know, I was the I, I was a little clown and comedian of the family, so I used mm-hmm. to do my Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do my my Chris Tucker Michael Jackson version, <laughs> moonwalk and all that stuff. So I was. So you I, still haven't lost the voice. Yeah, I haven't lost the voice at all. <laughs> so I, I, I was that, um, and then in school, I was really into the arts, like to draw and so forth, but. Okay. It, it, anybody who knows Nigerian culture, especially if you're coming from a dad who's from the immigrant generation or a family member that's from immigrant, like they didn't deem art as a, a, a right career nope, path. Maybe yeah. a doctor. Doctor, yeah. my my friend, what is Maybe this? A what is this? Yeah. This this arts thing? Mm-hmm. You, you, are, you, are, you are going to be a lawyer, a doctor, or an engineer? That's please, it. Please, Otherwise, my friend, don't bring this your foolishness. Life. You're wasting mm-hmm. your life with this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Please, I beg of you, go 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 study your books. <laughs> yeah. As though, uh, you know that that created a, a riff at first in our relationship. That's sure. why I kept going, mm-hmm. you know, to the streets. Um, but then you're out there trying to find influences and stuff that, you mm-hmm. know, they may not even have had anybody to raise them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And some of the people that you're seeing out there may not actually be the best influence, but there's only one way to find out. Yeah, there's only one way to find out. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, even being in a school, uh, you know, uh, what we call a School to prison pipeline now was a real mm-hmm. thing for mm-hmm. me. Um, I remember the first time they they called my my mom man and they they was talking to my mom like, hey, you know, uh, your son has ADD attention deficit sure. disorder. He might need to go to one of the slower classes. I remember uh, teachers treat me that way as well too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember my dad, uh, uh, who's my, I, I'm, I'm gonna call him my dad. He's my stepdad, but I was, yes, for the sake yeah. of this conversation, dad, because he's the man that, raised, that's you, the man that raised me. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, no, no. The, he could he could remember every rap lyric, right? <laughs> he, these, these don't this is mm-hmm. rubbish. He does not have this this, mm-hmm. this thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As, he stood up for you and. Yeah. And I wonder how many, I mean, you know, you probably hear it a lot too. I know you, you worked in the school system with a lot of kids. They mm-hmm. just say ADD. That, that, that's, that's, a that's immediate. Yeah. Man. You can't pay attention. No, it's ADHD. And, 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 that's it. And, and, you know, I couldn't escape that because they, you know, one, I was a class clown, right? right. Two, okay, the, I, just the, the teaching style did not adhere to me. I, mm-hmm. Unless I was art, right? Where mm-hmm. I can be creative enough to create my own lesson plan, right? right. And, and being engaged in some way like that. Um, so I had a hard time. I had a rough time in school. So it was, I was a class clown in fights, kicked out of, <laughs> and out of school because I'm hanging with the, with the wrong, wrong dudes. And so we always get into fights, crew fights and whatever. Yeah. Cause we didn't have gangs in right. DC. It was, it was all about crew. So you gotta hang out with your crew. Yeah. <laughs> and that's part of the problem is everybody's expected to fit into one box, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so either you're a good student or you're not. Yeah. And those of us that have creative outlets are not considered necessarily good students. So yeah. would you would you have considered yourself a good student or no. or, or did you straddle the like you said? You know, if if it was creative. if I had somebody because mm-hmm. there's a couple of teachers that were able to get the best out of me, right? And those were the teachers that took the time to mm-hmm. really look at what my my learning style was and engage with me in a way you that always remember those teachers. You know, like engage with me in a way that allows me to learn and grow and develop mm-hmm. and and you know 
if they had the patience, then cool, that that worked. But most of the teachers, you got packed classrooms, and they didn't have the capacity to do that, right? Right. It's very few to yeah. minimal. Um, the the turning point for me in school was I, I remember uh going to court for a class prank, and then also for some other things that I did stealing, and so things that you know not I'm, I'm ashamed of, but you know that's what I was doing back in those days. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the judge said, Mr. Simmons, this is the last time I want to see you in my courtroom, sure, sure, right? Sure. Uh, you'll see you in my courtroom one more time. There's going to be some consequences. You, I'm going to send you away for a little bit until mm-hmm. you get your life together, right? And I remember in my head, this was like mid-middle school year, right? I'm, uh, or I think, yeah, mid-middle school year. And I remember in my head thinking, you know, all right, I don't want to end up like my biological dad. I see the path that some of my siblings, like some of my peers are going through. There's, there's some that left the, this crew life and they're accelerating and there's some that's going to. So I, I could visually see this, right? So what am I going to do, right? Yeah. And, and, and so that was a pivotal choice for me, right? Mm-hmm. Got hooked up with uh, a mentor of mine who happens to be still my mentor this day, a white Jewish guy who I got to do this program called Environmentors, where- Environmentors. Environmentors, right? I love it. Where I got to do community service and do something for the environment and learn a little bit, right? And he helped me do this like community project. I I used to give this guy a hard time. I don't know why he stuck with me, but he said we we learned from each other at at a certain point, right? And, And then with that experience, I, he got me into the science fair. I can't remember how I got in that science fair. I won an award. Then I got invited to the white house. Mm. Wow. That was a life changing experience right there. Yes, sir. There right. I, I go from this kid who they said never would amount on anything. You got ADD. This kid can't learn anything. He's mm. too slow. Yeah. You've had a, for being a class crown joking around in school, I had a teacher say to me one time, you won't be dead or in jail by the age of 21. Right. If you don't change your yeah, life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and I don't think that's the way teachers should talk to of course, students, right. but that's what was told yeah. to me. Yeah. Right. And then after that, now you got a judge who's telling you, hey, I don't want to see you back here again. And then look where you, mm-hmm. you know, where you went after that. Right. So that, that gentleman believing in me, investing in me, getting to know me, which maybe then follow him to do these different extracurriculars mm-hmm. that led me to a life-changing experience. Like, oh, shoot, now I, I believe. I believe in what you said because you got me up in the White House. I'm meeting Al Gore. <laughs> I took a picture. Mm-hmm. And I don't even got straight A's. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I, I'm I'm a kid from the hood. Like, this is not supposed to be happening. So, mm-hmm. I. What else can we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's next? It opens up right? a world of possibilities, yeah. right? Like, if I can get here. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to bring me back to the White House right. next right. month. Right, right. You're going to do something bigger. Yeah, something, something different. Something bigger. <laughs> I know you wasn't expecting this type of commercial of another podcast coming in. But whoever you were listening to, they're irrelevant at the moment. What I'm saying right now is we have a brand new podcast that you should stop listening to whoever you listen to in this moment and listen to us <laughs> at Odd Pairing. It is about adult beverages and Wait, Paige. I'm supposed to tell you about that. And Paige is going to tell you a little bit so more. So it's adult beverages, mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. community, culture, and basically anything else we find interesting through 
the drinking. Yeah. And as you can see, we've been drinking a lot today um, because we already did episodes. So at any time, you guys can find us when you finish with this podcast, whoever you're listening to. Mm-hmm. You can find us at YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes and anywhere else you get your Instagram. podcast stuff. And you can mm-hmm. also find us on Instagram where you will find hilarious memes and some snippets from our show at Odd Pairing Pod. Cheers. Cheers. Ignoring squills and warning lights on your car is not a good way to lower the cost of owning it. And going without essential business insurance is not a good way to save money in your business. What we know for sure is doing either will cost you more than you will save in the short and the long run. With yourinsuranceplace.com, you can trust the specialists to help maintain your cars and avoid major expenses. Business owners should look to business insurance specialists when it comes to finding competitively priced quality insurance coverage for their businesses. At yourinsuranceplace.com, we specialize in workers' compensation, general and professional liability, employment practices and cyber liability, property owner policies, and bonds for most types of businesses. Yourinsuranceplace.com knows that we can help. If you're uncovered, need to lower the cost of your current insurance, or need better coverage, we can help. Yourinsuranceplace.com has been helping businesses for close to 40 years. If you need a quote on your insurance, call us now at 858-569-8100 or find us at yourinsuranceplace.com. We are business insurance specialists ready to help. Elias, I got an idea. We're going to do a podcast. It's called Industry Insights. That's what everybody's doing these days, like a podcast, a podcast. But who are we going to target? What? Well, this one is different because this one's going to target content creators. Content creators? So that means film, television, animators, AI artists, everything, huh? Yeah, all of them. We can inspire all of them. We'll bring some high caliber people in here. Not only will they learn how to get into the industry, but how to be successful. But the thing is, it's sponsorship. We have to go after things, and, and how are we going to do that? Yeah, the Film Hub. We're going to sponsor it. We'll do it right here at the Film Hub in sponsor? downtown Vista. It's yeah, we'll sponsor it too. Great. Yeah, we got the podcast studio right here. We got stages, whatever you want to use. We got it here, and right here in film-friendly Vista. Where else would you do it? And you know where they can listen to it? Where? Mm-hmm. Go YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Apple Podcast. What about Metaverse? Meta what? (laughs) 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 And so that was the the, 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 the first mindset shift, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so wait a minute now. Okay, now you you mentioned finding this guy and and we talk about mentors a lot on this show Uh, and and you're a mentor. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. But um, how, how did you find this guy? Like, how, how does how does something like this happen for a, a young kid who doesn't have straight A's? How does it, has this happen for somebody who necessarily doesn't necessarily have uh, great aspirations or at least their finger on exactly what it is that they want to do? Doesn't fit that mold of yeah. this is the kind of kid I yeah. want to take under my wing. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so for 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 me, um, the program environmentor is where. It, it, it had a component to it where it was strictly about having access to underserved populations to allow them to be a part of this program. Mm, right? That's why those mm-hmm. programs are so important. Yep. Yeah. And, and so that's how I got paired with this mentor. So because I had to do the community service. Right. And then he got he was he was open enough to get paired. He wanted to be paired with somebody, you know, that don't typically 
get these type of opportunities. Oh, okay. Um, but he didn't approach it when he, he didn't approach me as like, he's trying to save me. He pr- approached it like, yeah, I, I don't know your circumstances. I don't know you. I want to get to learn a little about you because, you know, I'm doing this work in these communities and I want to know how I best be support. Like, so you tell me what you need. What, what, what could I, how could I show up for you? How could I support you? Right. And that's how, the, you know, the walls of trust I to form. Like, I'm like, why do you care so much? Like, I right. just, I, I want to, I want to do something different. Like I want to, I want to help. I really want to help. And, and then from that, we grew a, a relationship and then he learned some things about me. Um, I learned some things about him. I was like, I, I tell him like, no, that can't, what you're trying to do can't work for this type of environment because of A, B, and C. And I say, okay, well, what if we were to do this? And so it became a collaborative thing. I was I like, oh, you know what? So it's like this two-way street, yeah. right? With mutual respect on both sides and mutual learning, right? Yeah. And then I was like, well, it's you know what? Special. That probably yeah. was like, what do you have in mind? We start, That's how we were, cla- that, that's how, you know, instead of like other mentors that came to me, like, let me tell you what you need to be doing. Sure. Let me tell you. Sure. Like, yeah. Let me write I, your blueprint. I'm going to write some blueprint. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, but your journey might have been different from mine. That's right. hundred like, percent. Like, Everybody's journey is different. Like, but that's mm-hmm. why we tell these stories. Right. right. And uh, you know what I really like about it? Um, and it was one of those things that I, I wanted to talk to you about, too, was like kind of, you know, knowledge itself is what, what we say, you know, um, and I. I feel like you kind of gain that in those conversations back and forth with him because now not only is he learning about you, but you're learning about you because mm-hmm. you're expressing yourself and he's listening. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting a better idea of who you are mm-hmm. and then you can walk forward with confidence. That's another thing that you can gain from a mentor. Yes, absolutely. They give you a, a safe space to fully be your authentic self, right? Yeah. They want We're your authentic so, self. Right. They want your authentic, exactly. So many places you have to put on a different face depending mm-hmm. on the group you're in. Yeah. But he's allowing you just be who you are. Yeah. And, and that that's even deeper for us in the black community because right. for us to navigate life in this world, mm-hmm. you have to put on face in so many different roles you can't fully show up your authentic self that's that that might that might garner reaction you may not want to garner hey "Hey, zeke i'm a fan but i didn't want to see all of it how about some early job experiences though tell us tell us about uh some of those jobs what was your first job my first job, my mm-hmm. first job out of out of ever with W two job was AMC. Um, I remember getting that job, working the late night shift, um, and then you know during the day uh, hooking my friends up, with moving yeah, passes, yeah. we popcorn, them through the yes, door. You know, know. We, we, we heard these stories, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you know, and, and, and then. You know, I mean, the movie's playing regardless. I mean, right. I mean, there's empty seats, so. <laughs> and I remember they used to give us these, like, coupon vouchers or stuff. I can't remember what they gave us, like, tickets, like, tickets that we give for our family and friends. I used to hustle those to my friends. I'll give you, i give it, i give you two for a dollar. I don't know sure, what my sure. hustle was, but yeah, yeah. whatever it was, it was cheaper <laughs> for them to buy the, 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 the vouchers for me than go buy tickets. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I love it. I love it. Uh, those and, hustles are gone. Now everybody's streaming. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nobody goes to the theater anymore. Right. And so that was probably my first job. Um, How about some of those impactful jobs earlier? 
early jobs. Early, early jobs. Uh, well, I think my my first real life lesson into the corporate world was there was a, a for profit education company that I made really good money at, and and I I, I education I, company for profit education for profit yeah, education. So okay. um, you know the this company was was big here in San Diego, and um, I I remember my friend who recruited me at the time. He's like he's like yo. You would do great in this. You got the gift of gab, and all you gotta do is sign people up for school, and, and it's something meaningful. And, and, the, and then I went, and then I, I, I when I got there, I first drunk the Kool Aid. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, we helping people, man. We just like, it. yes, this is my gift. I can sell this." Uh-huh. And I, I, and I, I, I was on that track, right? Yeah. Selling for profit education, climbing up that corporate ladder, and then um, this started. I, I hit this plateau where. Once I saw how the sausage was made, I was like, oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> wait, hold on, wait. I'm putting people in debt and and and, and some of these people are, are some of the things they're doing is unethical and we're profitable. I don't know if I can really sell this anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I remember like being at my desk one day and then uh, having a young manager tell me like, uh, oh, because I, I used to be good at building relationships, so all mine is with no. referrals, right? Right. <laughs> and so all my, all my, I was one of the top associates because all of it would come from referral. And they was like, how are you doing this? You you got so much talk time on the phone. You're not, you should be pounding the dial and they get all these applicants. Like, no, you just build good relationships and people take care of you. And then I remember I was talking to an older lady and they they wanted me, and this lady was probably like somewhere in the, like, in the middle of Timbuktu and they wanted this old lady who they want to feed off her vulnerabilities. Like, Oh, she never got to finish school. Oh, that's because she, she let excuses get in the way. Tell her to go down and send in her transcript from her and this, and this information and walk down and, and, and let's get her signed up today. Mm. And I'm like, are you, are you serious right now? Mm. Like you want me to talk this old lady Who's trying to save money? You hear the conversation. You're trying to save money to pass this on to her nieces or nephews because she wants them. She's pouring in her dream to finish into them now, right? right? But you want her to take that back and pour it into her where she won't be really able to get to use. Or I don't even think she's at the health rate to be able to do it. <clears throat> and then I had an epiphany. Um, you know, luckily that that institution let me go because they had a massive layoff but in my time of solitude of being away i i realized that i i never want to be in that position again the one thing i learned from that lesson was that um uh, you know a lot of corporations you you kind of conform right Mm -hmm. and and i i got sold into this idea of the corporate american dream that was not really for me mm-hmm. and I had to go back and reset to see what it is that I wanted to do with my career. Right. Yeah. So, um, and cause I, I listened to the, the college, um, you know, those career counselors that say, Hey, go into this career cause you're going to make good money. Mm-hmm. Listen to my parents who said, go into this, get this degree that you're going to achieve the American dream. And that's going to be your happiness. But, and then I looked at the executives that were above me, they were not happy. They they had messed up yeah, yeah, yeah. relationships mm-hmm. and drinking and so I was like so I was like all right so this is not for me so what what is 
what is for me, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why I always tell young people like, hey, do what you love, love what you do. Don't chase the money. Let the money chase you. That's right. There it is. And what I mean by that is when you do what you what you love with a passion, with a, with a joy, um, the money will show up because I started to focus on what are the things that I love? What do I want to do? Which led me into workforce development where I got a chance to work with the mayor's office to build programs for underserved youth with individuals with disability or work with all these HR companies. Like how do we get people back work to middle jobs where they don't have to go to college? What are those middle wage income careers? And let's create a pipeline, a program off of this federal county state funding to get people into that, give them the training, get them the resources, get them the internships to get into these programs. And, and I, I was so passionate about that. So good at that, that started getting asked to speak at conferences at, 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 other opportunities. I remember the first time somebody asked me like, Hey, it was, I think it was a friend of the mayor's office. It's like, Hey, we don't know. How, uh, could you come out and speak at such and such? I was like, yeah. It's like, uh, how much would it cost for you to come speak? Oh, geez. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I, I threw him a number. Right. And he goes, Oh, that's it. I was like, wait, you would have paid me more. <laughs> you would have paid me more. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I know you was going to, Pay me. I would have gone higher. You know. Yeah, for sure. So I guess the but class clown is teaching resume. class now. That's yep. what's up. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's time for the reveal. Now, Terrell Simmons, your professional development coach, business mentor, diversity <laughs> and inclusion consultant, and workforce development mastermind. A true entrepreneur with a focus on making a change. Uh. Also... Terrell is a great podcast host. See, I can't even talk in his own right. With Rise Urban Nation podcast interviewing CEOs, government officials, authors, and activists alike. Once again, we welcome Terrell Simmons to the show. That's right. Well, man, yes. who wrote that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Tyler, I, no, nothing to do with us. <laughs> she wrote it and then forgot how to read it. I did, I did, guys. My bad. How'd you get to San Diego, though? What yeah, was that path? Yeah. Like, how'd, how'd you get? My mentor again. My okay. mentor. So, like, I, I went to UDC first. So, I went uh, my 11th grade year and went to Virginia Tech, did a, a program. Couldn't go for to go back because no scholarships, no nothing. So went to UDC, almost flunked out. He said, hey, why don't you take a, a, a gap year? I was like, what is that? Like, okay. <laughs> he's like, yeah. take a year off, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that doesn't sound like something your Nigerian dad would have. No, but an endorsable idea from him. He's like, he's like uh, this is program called Environment. No, not Environment. It's, uh, oh, what is the name of the program? Ah. Uh, uh, it's like a domestic peace corps, uh, national civilian, oh. AmeriCorps in triple C. And so I, I traveled out here. We did like a road rules version of traveling up and down the West coast and they give you money for school. And that's how I got out here. And I just stayed out here. I was like, man, this is nice. This is beautiful. Fell in love with it. Fell in love with San Diego. Like we were talking before, like the, I could deal with just one or two seasons all year round. That's that's fine with me. I live this seasons. So all you San Diegans, I'd be like, ooh, it must have been so beautiful to live in all four seasons. I was like, yeah, you try living in it. Yeah. You didn't have to shovel snow. Yes. So, <laughs> so um, also you're a graduate of Rise San Diego Urban Leadership. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that. So that is an amazing program um, that was put together by Tony um, and Dwayne. And 
what it does is it 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 looks at urban leadership development. Um, and when you go into your leadership journey, um, most programs look at you know the different like the different structures of leadership, like how to adaptive leadership and all that stuff. They focus on that, but also focus on internal you, like how you show up in community, right? Okay. And how that reflects in the community you're trying to build, change, and 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 really ground um, in the identity of all those pieces that make us us as leaders, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so they do some really deep development That's, in that aspect. Wow. Wow. How intense? I mean, that's an intense program. It sounds intense. Like, it's right? intense. Yeah. They got people crying. People like yes. having breakthroughs. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they had us all emotional. <laughs> but Lots it was a reflection there going on. Yeah, and you learn a lot. But it's definitely yourself. transformative. Yeah, it was one of the most amazing. transformative leadership programs I've ever been a part of, and I've been a part of several. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the most impactful in changing my trajectory of like Beautiful. how I saw myself. Wow. Beautiful. I love yeah. to hear that, man. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. You know. It looks at you as a wounded leader all the wounds that that from you experience from you know past childhood traumas microaggressions whatever and how those play uh impact have impact on how you make decisions and how you show up yeah so, and they yeah. say uh what all your wounds are just chinks in your armor which mm-hmm. actually makes your armor stronger mm-hmm. the more chinks you have in it so okay. it's a good way to take all of that stuff that's happened to you and turn it into something absolutely positive that can lead you in the right direction Man, and, and Learning how to be, if you're in the right space, vulnerable with mm-hmm. that, right? Beautiful. Like yeah. vulnerability is a strength. It's not a weakness. It is. Yeah, absolutely. That's a tough lesson to learn, though. Yeah, because we're always maturity. taught to be, right? Right. Yeah. Everything's fine. I'm good. Take mm-hmm. it on the chin and it's, mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. So to be vulnerable is a whole different, <laughs> whole different scary avenue. Yeah. So we also talked about um, you being such an expert in diversity and inclusion. I, I really... Um, you know, we sat down before and we've had these kind of conversations and, and folks are putting this in their vocabulary a little more often, uh, mm-hmm. more than they used to. Yeah. Um, and maybe not everybody can define it uh, the right way that, you know, they're just saying it. Maybe they're good talking points and so forth. But can you help us uh, with a definition or maybe even an example of uh, diversity and inclusion and who's doing it right, who's doing it wrong, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I always tell people I've been doing diversity, equity, inclusion before it was called that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I was doing it in my workforce development career. Um, and like I, I, I'll give more examples of it than I do the actual definition of it. Um, but it's really about creating spaces of belonging, creating spaces where um, a lot of times in the, this work, they, they use safe spaces a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I question people like, all right, safe for who? Sure. Like, who's right. it safe for, right? Um, if you think about any time you go to the gym, uh, you look like you work out, sir. So, Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or anytime you do anything just that, before the show yeah <laughs> just so you can get that compliment right there right. so 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 anytime you you go to the gym or you do something that challenges you right mm-hmm. um it, it it helps you to grow right mm-hmm. so like if you think about when you're working out to play it safe right am i going to really build muscle playing it safe right probably not right, right. um so you have to get to a point where you can create brave spaces because that's where it challenges you to 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 exercise that muscle, to feel differently, to speak differently, to to grow as an individual. 
So we as a society have to get to the point where we can have brave spaces to have dialogue and conversations that need to be had. Right. So it can progress us, but respect each other's humanity in the way along the way. You can still uh, have disagreement with civility. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's when that we say, oh, I don't feel safe. Or we start getting disrespectful because we have a strong point of view that's, you know, different, different from the other person. Yeah. Um, so you said brave spaces versus safe spaces. Yeah. Brave spaces versus I safe like spaces. That. So. In my workforce development career, I got to learn really strong notions of building community by um, interacting with community first, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if I am trying to work with a community to make change, I have to go seek to learn about that community, ask to be embraced by that community so that I can truly engage in meaningful conversation with that community, right? Um, I can't just go to the community like, hey, I got this program for you and I, it's going to it's going to help you. It's going to change your life without really knowing who this community are and really allowing them to allow me into their space to to be able to learn about them and how they want to be communicated, how they want to be treated, how they would like to be a part of the program that's being built so they can co-create with me instead mm-hmm. of me creating and telling them what they need. Right. Understanding their pain points, if mm-hmm. you will, right? Yeah. Because you can't really know them if you don't understand what what their big issue is. Right. <laughs> right? right. And and I and I think diversity, equity, inclusion work is all about co creation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all needed at the table. Um and, and sometimes some individuals do the work without inviting people to the table. Or really creating a real truly safe and brave space for people to come to the table and communicate that's very true that's a powerful point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i appreciate that uh speaking of power i wanted to talk about the power of um public speaking Mm -hmm. right um like you said you know you've got you've gained that knowledge of yourself you you've Mm -hmm. uh gained that strength um and the ability to realize uh you know messages being placed on others. Um, and I, you know, I, I want you to talk a little bit about just getting out there and, and, and coaching in that way, uh, speaking to, to groups and everything, you know, because there are a lot of folks out there that have trouble doing that, mm-hmm. which is completely understandable. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it, so it's one thing to have confidence within yourself, but it's another thing uh, to try to impart some ideas Mm-hmm. Uh, not just wisdom. You're not. You're not just patting yourself on the back, saying, "Hey, I got it all figured out." You guys, you guys, ready to hear this? Yep. Figure it all out over here. Here's the golden nugget, guys. Here it is. <laughs> but, but, but. So there's a way to do that. There's a way to go about mm-hmm. these these conversations. You and I sat down. Yeah, the men's yeah. Mars. We, you know, we, you, you sit on these. It's one thing, you know, panels. I know you got a panel yep. coming up, right? But. Um, you know, it's another thing also to stand up there at that podium and just kind of just, you know, try to to make a difference, you yeah. know, send a message and tell us a little bit about about yeah. that. You know, you'd be surprised. Like I, I, I learned public public speaking after, you know, my first youth like program that I had to go speak to youth. Um, so I remember having a private conversation with a teacher one time at one of these um well, I think it was down at Lincoln or somewhere. And she knew my story because me and her sat down, mm-hmm. right? And and I was telling her like, man, 
that kid just doesn't uh, doesn't understand right now. I used to be like him. Da, 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 and I was like, really? You? Like, nah. Yeah. And then I told her, like, I, I don't know what made me open up to her, but I spilled all the beans like <laughs> from early on. But I, I, I never spoke publicly about like who I was because you know part of it was shame part of it was guilt sure. part of it was survivor syndrome mm-hmm. uh, like I left my boys in the hood but you know like I, why me you know a lot of different things I was dealing with that mm-hmm. didn't allow me to like interact with the previous person I was right mm-hmm. and understand who I had become um, and she's like wow like you know if you talk about that Instead of just selling the program, I think you would, you would, you would engage with these kids a lot more. Sure. Right. I was like, nah, I don't want need to hear all that. Like, that's not going to do anything for them. Like, that. no, I think it was going to do more for them than you think, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I took the risk one day and listened to her, and I did. And these kids were so engaged because I, 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 I told my story until instead of telling them. The, the rest of what I was telling them, right? Mm-hmm. Like the success part and how I was authentic. I told the the good, the bad, ugly, and then the transition, right? Yeah. Uh, and they were more people, when you're out there public speaking, people want to give you the sales pitch of the, all the great stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I, I say, know your story and tell your story. Um, good friend of mine's Nate Howard, uh, is, he used to say, he used to have the saying, he's like, well, tell your story before they do, meaning like the media and so forth. You tell, go out and tell your story before somebody else has interpreted what your story is before you. Because you know your story best. Yes. And people really resonate with stories. That's how you get, if you get tell the story to impact people's minds and hearts to either think differently or or do something differently or change behavior, then you've had a point of success in that, that, that ability to tell the story and connect right. with your audience. We're all at the end of the day, end of the day, we're all a little flawed, right? Mm-hmm. And people resonate with other people's flaws because mm-hmm. it makes us feel not so alone. Yeah. Like we're not the only people that have stumbled or had faults or done stuff wrong. Um, mm-hmm. It makes us more human. It does. Right. It's really hard to listen to someone when they're like, oh, no, I did this and I did this and I'm so successful and I did this great stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, but I'm not there. <laughs> just, just be me yeah, yeah. and you'll be successful. And you'll be fine. Blech. And then you're like, but I'm not there. I don't even know how to get there. I have all these things that I've done wrong. And when we expose that and we're vulnerable, mm-hmm. right, and we say, I didn't have it all figured out mm-hmm. and I did stuff that wasn't right, it, it makes people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And they know it's okay to make mistakes and to stumble and find our way. Man. Man. And it's it is beautiful to to see people transition and hear their transitions and you connect with different pieces of like, okay, all right, gives you hope, it gives mm-hmm. you belief. Absolutely. And, and it gives you a sense of connection, like you're not alone in this world. Right. Hello, friends. This is Joe Samo from the Samo Law Group. I am the host of Run It By My Lawyer. Over the years, I've had so many people that have had legal issues and legal questions and legal concerns. And I always have over the more than 20 years, I've been telling people before you sign anything, before you do anything, if you have a problem, just run it by my lawyer, (laughs) right? Just run it by me. And now I have a podcast doing just that. 
You can call me, you can email me, any questions you have. I love hearing from people and answering legal questions. And on our podcast, we've talked about uh, everything from free speech, uh, gun rights, you know, anything you want to discuss, employment rights, everything. So you have an issue, you know, run it by my lawyer and watch this podcast. You'll be entertained and you'll learn the law. Love to see you. You can find me anywhere, okay? Uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, whatever you want. And if you can't find me on some platform, let me know. I'll come find you. All right. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jeff Fox, founder of Star Fox Media. We're a digital marketing and video production company that focuses on serving small businesses here in Vista, California. We have the team and all of the equipment necessary to produce, film, edit, and distribute your podcast to as many people as possible. For more information, you can reach out to us via email at info at starfox.media or give us a call at 760-385-3117. Let Star Fox Media help you tell your brand story today. The Film Hub is the future of co-working in downtown Vista. Get energized in an inspiring work environment that is built for your success. With multiple membership options, for workspace and private offices, you can become a part of our co-working community. The Film Hub makes it easier to produce the professional content your business needs. From video production, live streams, photo shoots, or in-person events, you can create all this and more in our audio and video facilities. Love your work and where you accomplish it. The Film Hub. Another thing that's that's so important about what both of you guys are saying and very eloquently said is that, um, you know, there's individuals out mm -hmm. there, right? It's, 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 and that's kind of what I, I get to when I talk about, you know, public speaking. There's so many times when we say, okay, let me just talk to this group and they're going to have all the answers when they leave, right? Mm -hmm. But like you were speaking of earlier, different folks learn on different levels at different speeds at different times. They have different experiences. They have all of this. And so these conversations um, sometimes need to happen individually, mm -hmm. but you can still reach them in a public forum if you're paying attention to each of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so even the mentor that you had about public speaking, she was saying, hey, you tell those stories and you're going to reach more of these people in one room. Mm -hmm. And then you can even go after that and follow up and pinpoint and yeah. dig in a little further too. And what you lose to the second point is know your audience, right? Yes, mm -hmm. sir. Um, know your story, know your audience. Mm -hmm. um, because then once you know the audience, you know, what does this audience need, want? What are they hoping to get? And what about my story could really speak to that? Mm -hmm. Right. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Uh, now, you're also, um, I know Ty is a mentor as well, but you're mentoring others. Mm -hmm. We even have right. one of your mentees. We got a mentee in the building. Shout out to my mentee Naya, Naya. Uh, who's uh, hopefully I hope she's not embarrassed. <laughs> amazing, Naya. amazing student who's I, I can't wait to see what she does in the media space. But uh, we got paired together, and uh, 
I, I've been learning from her as well. <laughs> so. so share a little of your experience of what it's been like to be, so to come from where you were, right? And now and be mentored by someone who was great and put you on your path. What does it mean now for you to do that same thing on the other side? Wow. It's, it, it, it's almost, sometimes it's surreal for me. Like, mm-hmm. like, man, how did I get here? Like, okay. How did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I was the class clown that everybody said wouldn't amount to anything. And now I'm, I'm mentoring and I'm putting together programs. Like, like sometimes I still have out of body experience. Like, like this mm-hmm. is, this is still wild to me. Like, like when I sit down and really reflect on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get back in and um, I'm, I get reengaged by people like Nia and hearing like mm-hmm. what they want to do and, mm-hmm. and just bouncing out ideas from like, all right, how could how could we make this happen, right? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like like I was telling Naya. I think I told Naya this the other day. Like, look, I can't tell you how to do what you need to become because your journey is your journey. Mm-hmm. But I can I can try to guide you to different resources to help you along your journey. Like only you know what you need to become you and know what these things that need to put together your vision, right? Mm-hmm. That vision was only given to you and only you can make that happen. That's right. All right. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. Okay. Now let me switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about podcasting. You seem real comfortable behind that <laughs> microphone. <laughs> I, I like you're you've done this the rise urban nation podcast man is amazing i really like what you're doing man i love the conversations that you have you find a real genuine approach to uh some real you know deep business conversations you know isn't it it's not all always just business but you definitely have a genuine way of uh you know connecting with your guests um tell us about how that podcast came about and tell us a little bit about the show yeah so after um COVID happened and I wasn't really speaking in schools like that anymore. Um, for the longest time, people kept telling me like, oh, you need to start a podcast. You need to start a podcast. And I, for a short period of time, I, I did an online radio show with a group of friends on uh, on God's Radio 1. Shout out to the guys for Let's Talk About It, who who brought me on for one episode. And then just kind of like what you've done here, they kept yeah, coming, bringing me on. Like, hey, come back on, come back on. And it's like, man, you can really start your own podcast. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to start my own podcast because I didn't want to be me just talking, right? Uh-huh. Right. I didn't feel like I had enough value to give the world for me oh, just talking, okay. right? Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> the, the stories we tell ourselves, right? right. Sure. Um, and then so... A a little company called Google and Techstars reached out to me, like, I think three, I think it was two, three years ago to help out with a diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative to bring more people of color into Startup Weekend. And then I met all these amazing just black entrepreneurs, some black VCs. I was like, wait, we we in here? Like, like (laughs) these stories need to be told, like, Mm -hmm. because... The young people I talk to, they have limiting beliefs on what they can do and what they could be. Well, let me not put that on the youth. Some adults have limiting beliefs on what they could do and what they could be. I like that. Um, I want it to normalize black excellence in all the many different forms that it, it comes. Mm-hmm. Like not just, and, and any young person who's listening, who's come from rough circumstances like me, 
basketball, sports, uh, rapping is not your only way out. If you have a dream, ambition, anything that that's that's outside of those, there's other ways. I am not an anomaly. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't even say it, but we know what I'm trying to say. Anomaly. anomaly. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and, and, and I have I've met and seen other people who've started their own business and living life on their terms, living and doing good. Yes, sir. And you'll see a whole bunch of those people highlighted, not only here at the same same business, different day podcast, but on my podcast as well. And 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 mm -hmm. so take heed of that. Listen to their stories. Deem what you feel that fits for you and your story and use that as fuel, as as tips, as motivation to, to write your story. I love it, man. I appreciate that. And I, I really, um, so when is the show released? When, when can we, uh, so every Monday I release a new episode, mm -hmm. um, or, uh, and it's on all platforms, wherever you watch podcasts. Uh, we just started a YouTube channel. Um, and I'm also, I want to plug a thing Please. that we're about to do. So we're about to launch a campaign called run the receipts. And uh -oh. what run the receipts is, We've seen a lot of nothing to do with Ray J. Nothing to do with Ray J. Since the passenger George Floyd, remember all those companies that said, "Oh, yep, we want to get." We are all about diversity, inclusion. We're all about we're diversity, gonna money. inclusion. We're, gonna do this. we're, gonna do we're this. going to invest in the black mm, community. We got a hundred million. Some beautiful emails. That's, yeah. I got some great oh emails. right. Oh Nordstrom, right. Bloomingdale. Yeah. Mm. Everybody oh, was was cared about what was going on. Yeah, we're gonna mm. we're gonna put a we're gonna put six hundred jobs. We're gonna send eight hundred volunteer hour workers. Right. We heard it all. Mm -hmm. It's been two years. Let's run the receipts. What have you been doing? Have you and done that? have you done that? Right. Mm -hmm. And if you so share, I want to know. Let me advertise these best practices so we can up ele elevate community. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. If this is what we really about. So what are you going to, you doing that on the podcast or what, where are you doing? So this? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to launch the campaign on, on our website. It's going to come on our website. Okay. If you join the email list, you'll get emails to it. We're going to go live and then we're going to gather information and data of what, what's been going out there. And, and don't worry, organizations, if you haven't been doing it, no knock. Come see me. I'm going to connect you to amazing uh, folks like Same Business, Different Day Podcast, mm -hmm. whoever's out there, whatever initiative that you want to get connected to, mm -hmm. give you some good DNI strategies, some good corporate social responsibility models to help you connect to these community individuals so you can engage with that community nice. to help support that community right. wherever wherever that if you so want to get money hours time whatever we'll, yeah we'll don't be ashamed there. we'll get you there yeah but if you're not there and you don't want to go there you shouldn't have said it before and uh you're gonna get called out yep yeah yep. we there. will know we're gonna run your receipts we will know we're gonna run your receipts i like that all right guys let's get back to the business lesson hey when public speaking people want to give a sales pitch but people really resonate with stories tell your story before they do Ooh. and that's the way to connect that's the business lesson that we heard today from mr terrell simmons we really appreciate you being here thank you all right so, if you'd like to reach out to Terrell Simmons, you can contact him at T Simmons at T dot Simmons. Bad guys. T dot Simmons at Terrells dot com, riseurbannation dot com, 
at riseurbanation.com on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I appreciate you being here, man. We really had a good time, man. This was a great conversation. Yeah. Nice to have this you was, back, this was yeah, fantastic. <laughs> like, I you didn't know it. what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> I'm, like, I just, I'm, I'm loving the energy, loving the flow. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are absolutely amazing. And rise, thanks for- man. Rise, Yeah. Thank rise, you. This was man. great. Rise. Was when great. I rise, you rise. We rise together. We rise That's together. right. Love, 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 love. <laughs> Big thanks to my co-host. Thank, thank you for Mrs. having me. Mrs. Ty Roberts, the Run those horns, go horns. <laughs> go horns. <laughs> uh, Frontline careers. Now you should reach out to her um, at uh, at Frontline Careers on IG and FrontlineCareers.com. Uh, thank you again to Mr. Terrell Simmons. Please like and subscribe us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Please leave comments. Wherever you get your podcast, go ahead and put all that stuff out in the algorithm. It really helps us. Um, also reach out to us on at SameBizPod, S-A-M-E-B-I-Z-P-O-D and at A Different Day Radio. Thank you to all of our listeners, all of our supporters. We love you. We appreciate you. And we hope you enjoy what we do here each and every week. Peace. Same business, different day. <laughs>